Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here today to talk about um, Father's Day. So today's public thanks, Dad. And we're here because Father's Day is coming up this Sunday. Is that the 15th or 15th? And Mother's Day is like one of the biggest holidays of the year. And I'm not sure if Father's Day is as big of a holiday, but we thought we'd give it, you know, a little bit of honor and talk about some good things that fathers have done and then answer some questions that folks have emailed into us. Absolutely. You know, obviously fathers may play a big role in the household with families. We wouldn't have any children if we don't have fathers. So guess what? We need to ah, recognize. We also wouldn't have any children if we didn't have fathers. Absolutely, mom. absolutely. We definitely love mom. We definitely love the dad. So we want to take a little bit of time out to honor the dads out there. Absolutely. So for you guys that are just tuning in, I am a therapist, and I run a thriving practice outside of Chicago, Illinois. We do everything from individual therapy, group therapy, organizational therapy, business strategizing, medication management, blended family issues, just a host of things. Um, And we are eager to serve you. Darren? Absolutely. My background is in corporate America. been there for over 17 years, and here in the Wall Associates, I focus on resume consults, mock interviews, and life coaching. So if there are things that we're talking about today that you need some more intentional information on and less of kind of what we're talking about, then give the office a call. Uh, Look us up at www.noelandassociates.com, N-O-W-E-L-L-A-N-D-A-S-S-O-C-I-A-T-E-S.com. And if you have questions or comments tonight, our telephone number is 323-693-3835. Yep, absolutely. So we, I wanted to do some research on Father's Day, kind of how it got started. And so, Darren, how did it get started? Actually, it got started back in Spokane, Washington, back in 1910 by a woman by the name of Sonora Smart Dodd, and she wanted to recognize her father and started bringing it up as a way to recognize dads as a whole because you know there was recognition already for Mother's Day, but there's nothing really recognized for Father's Day. So she started putting it out there back in 1910. It's kind of being a local a holiday, a local recognition, but it was made in 1972 into a, a permanent national holiday when uh, President Nixon signed it into law in 1972. So it's been a national holiday since 1972. And the, the interesting thing about it is Sonora's father was a single dad of six kids. So I think that was just a really interesting tidbit of information there. So that's the origins of Father's Day. Now, I wanted to give you guys some insight onto the importance of a father in the house. Um, this information we're getting from www.fatherhood.org. And, um, again, www.fatherhood.org. And this is a National Fatherhood Initiative. So this initiative gives a lot of statistics on the impact of homes that have a father in it and the impact of homes that have an absent father. So it says that a study examining father involvement with 134 children of adolescent mothers over the first 10 years of life Researchers found that father-child contact was associated with better social, emotional, and academic functioning. Um, the results indicated that children with more involved fathers experienced fewer behavioral problems and scored higher on reading achievement. The study also showed the significance of the role of the fathers in the lives of at-risk children, um, even in the case of non-resident fathers. So these studies that they're talking about suggest that if a father is involved, whether in-home or not in-home, that that involvement, that consistent involvement is a good thing. Absolutely, because obviously, as we talked about on several of the shows, the divorce rate is over 50% right now in the U.S., so a lot of times fathers uh, are not in the house with, with their children. But guess what? They can still have a, definitely have a positive effect on those children's lives. 
you know, spending time with them, talk to them on the phone, going to their sports activities, band activities, uh, whatever the case may be, whatever interest the child is in, showing interest in their schoolwork, helping them with schoolwork, things of that nature, giving them guidance in school, relationships, college decisions, career decisions. So it can definitely have a positive impact on a child's life, even if they're not in the home. Absolutely. And I think now more than ever fathers can be involved. Let's say you're in the military and you're going to be in Afghanistan or you're going to be in a whole other part of the country. Skype now. We can FaceTime now. You you and your kids can be Facebook friends. Um, you can be Twitter friends, Instagram friends. You can show photos of what's going on so your kids can have a, an honest view of what your life is like. Absolutely. And you mentioned that with social media. I, I think if I was in, you know, well, I'm not in that situation. I'm in the household with my wife and my daughter. But if I was not in that situation or somebody who's out, to me, social media is definitely a way to keep a pulse on what's happening with your child. Guess what? You know, they're always posting up on Twitter, uh, Facebook, what's going on. Guess what? You get a chance to see who their friends are, who they're hanging out with, what they're doing. Okay, you kind of keep a pulse on what's going on with your child. So it is a great opportunity, if, you know, if you're not in the household with the child, to keep a, a real good pulse on what's happening with them in their lives. Absolutely. And then with, with cell phones, it's almost like you can really see your kid anytime you want to. I mean, you can just call them and say, listen, click on the FaceTime. Let's see what's going on. So for you guys out there that have kids that you're not in the home with and you have a way to contact them through social media, you know, we definitely want to encourage you to get that social media going. You can even email your kids. I mean, these days it's kids that you, you could be a pen pal with your kids if you're in a different location or a different state. Those kinds of things are really, you know, good for kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to go through a couple more facts on the impact of fathers in the household. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's take a look at this one, even about health from uh, maternal children. Mm-hmm. It says the uh, infant mortality rates are 1.8% times higher for infants of unmarried mothers uh, than married mothers. Mm-hmm. So, if you, if you, for, again, 1.8% higher of infants with unmarried mothers versus married mothers. That's huge. So you're mm-hmm. impacting actually the livelihood, you know, the, the birth rate of our, our children based on fathers being in the house and being married to wives. That's mm-hmm. a, a huge impact. Mm-hmm. What about social economic Okay. They talk about here that children in father-absent homes are more than four times uh, likely to be poor. Okay. Mm-hmm. So children in father-absent homes are more than four times likely to be poor. It's in 2011, 12% of children in married couple families were living in poverty compared to 44% of children in mother-only families. That's huge. That is huge. That is so huge. You know, you have the extra... Uh, money coming into the household or even um, setting home to, if you're not living in house, giving money to the, uh, to the household, paying for food, paying for uh, school supplies, paying for clothing for your children. You know, if, you, if your kids are in um, any kind of after-school program activities, mm-hmm. that costs money. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I need a uniform. You know, I need to get a, a, I need a baseball mitt. I need mm-hmm. my track spikes. Guess and if what? mom is worried about should I pay the heat, or should little Susie Snowflake join the band, the heat wins out. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I hear a lot of fathers that tell me that when they're outside of the home, you know, it's hard for them to give to that home because they feel like they're not reaping the benefits of it. And I just want guys to know that your kids still need things, whether you're physically there or not. And I want people to be less worried about whether or not mom you know, is she actually watching TV? Is she getting extra cable stations with this money? Is she feeding the kids? We need to be more concerned about making sure the kids get what they need. Because it's your responsibility. What I'm getting out of it, you're getting, you brought a child into the world, it's your responsibility uh, to provide emotional, financial support for this child. Mm-hmm. Okay, whether you feel like, you're, feel like you're getting something out of it, it's your responsibility. You Absolutely. brought the child into the world, 
you need to make sure that child's provided for. Absolutely. And it's so interesting because people's lives change so much when they have a kid in their life. And each kid brings an additional joy, an additional change, an additional adjustment. And I think that we got to give fathers, you know, all the fathers out there credit because it takes a lot of energy to raise a kid. I mean, I think that before you have a kid or while you are a child, you may not know all of the effort, all of the sacrifice that goes into rearing a child. Right. And honestly, you know, in, in some form or fashion, in most places, most households, mom is normally the primary um, parent for the child, mm-hmm. okay? But that you have a vital impact on that child's life. But fathers that got started because dad was the primary role in her life. So I, right. I, I don't know that we can see more that mom is the primary role because there's so many changes in the way families are set up. There's several, many, many, many different family makeups, multi-generational households, things of that nature. No doubt about it. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But just point that, Dad, you have a, 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 a vital, vital role in the development of, of your child. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I think our American culture has gotten way too used to fathers not being there. Like, it's like kind of like expected almost. Right. Okay. It's not out of the ordinary, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, your dad's on the house. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No and it should be out of the ordinary. It should be out of the ordinary. It should be out of the ordinary because you have the ability to even, even outside of financially, affecting the child's mindset, how they think about the world, what they think about, the importance that they put on performing well in school, okay? Here's one, how they treat women, okay? How you treat, how you're teaching your sons how to treat women, teaching your daughters how they should be treated. Okay, mm-hmm. all these are, are vital. You know, this has nothing to do necessarily with money here. We're talking about, but just setting that thought process, that thought process up in your children from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Future planning with your children, talking about with them. Hey, I'm I, I'm excited about your future. I'm expecting you to do college. I'm expecting you to get married. I'm expecting you to do well, as opposed to having no voice at all. Absolutely. Like you know, I see so many couples that are divorcing, and um, generally one parent, in general the mom takes a lead role, and dad begins to pull back and almost disappear. And I have to tell you that the kids need both parents to still be involved in their, in their lives daily. daily. Absolutely. It really, it really, you know, it really takes two parents to really help raise the children, let alone the whole village. But we're having that because one person can't keep an eye on everything. You know, you got so much going on in the household. You know, you, know, you need another set of eyes to keep on. Oh, I didn't notice that change in that behavior, that change in the dress. You know, someone looked a little bit different. You know, they seemed a little bit upset when they came home from school. Right. But guess what? The more people you have looking at it, the more you can intercede and say, oh, we need to get in there and find out what's going on. And kids respond to it differently. My, my daughter thinks that I can do anything, but she thinks my husband can fix anything. So she feels like she has, like, a pile of stuff, like a work <laughs> order pile that she, like, lines up. So she's like, the flashlight doesn't work, yeah. and the doll isn't talking anymore. Right. So we have, like, a work order place, and yeah. she, like, kind of leaves the toil files up there. And then in the morning, like, magically in her brain or, like, miraculously, everything's working again. Yeah. Uh, Daddy, I need this fixed. Daddy, I need this fixed. I'm going to bring it over to the workshop. Right. We can take care of it. Right. And I'm so excited, though, that she can look at her father as a role model and have that ability to see um, what what the role of a man should be, like, at least in our household, and that she can depend on her her father to fix things and that he is, you know, I do kind of set my husband up very well to be the hero for her. And it would be easy for me not to set him up as a hero, mm-hmm. but I work really hard to set him up as a hero so she can have that knight in shining armor and kind of know what she's looking for when she, when she I mean, like, she's three and a half. She's not looking for a man right now. Right. But, I mean, when she's dating, I want her to be able to use her father 
and who he is as a human being, as a role model. So let me say this, ladies, as you're picking men to domesticate with, to marry, to have children with, make sure that the man that you choose to marry, that's thought you out, that's pursuing you, um, is the guy that will set the right role model for your children in your house. If there's one thing I can tell you is, is women, we have to do a much better job of choosing who we're going to be with and making sure that we're, that we're letting people grow into the role models that they need to be. Because that's the example that, that your children are going to see. Right? And not undermining that. I mean, I know ladies, for all you ladies out there, I know that we tend to be smarter than men. It just is, right, Dee? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and um, sometimes we feel like, well, you know, let me just tell them what to do so we don't have to go the long route to get something accomplished. But I think when you have a father in the house, you really have to let him take up the role of man and handle that situation. Right. You know? So we've got some questions that people have sent through, some shout-outs they want to give to their, their parents. So, yeah, sure. Um, let me do question number one. So I'm going to start with the question and kind of end with, if we have time, to shut up. So the first question says, wanted to ask how to establish a good relationship with my son. I am distant from my father, and my father is distant from his father. I don't want that to happen to my son and I. Darren? Great, great, great one. Um, in that, you know, unfortunately, that's not necessarily – um, a, a sole case because a lot of people do have that situation where they didn't have the relationship with the father, so they didn't see that example. But one, I would take a note of thinking about find out what your son is interested in. What kind of interest does he have? Is he interested in sports, academics, school? And really just take an interest in him, finding out who he is as a, as a person and who he wants to become as a person, okay? So that's something you can do, just find out about him. And then, and then for yourself, take a note of, okay, what do I wish my dad had told me or guided me with that I felt I was missing? And make sure you're you're filling that gap in, for your son. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I wish my dad was you know was there to help me with my homework and, and go through that. You know what? Make sure you're doing that with your son. Okay, so fill in those gaps that, that you know that you saw or you experienced in, in, as a child, and make sure you're filling in that gap for your son. Absolutely. Let me say a couple things. One of the things may be is you may need to look back over your relationship with your father. We don't have the details, just your question, but and find out what were the small holes that broke the relationship apart. What was your responsibility? What do you think his responsibility is? And at some point, if you have a chance, ask him or your grandfather what happened between the two of them to make that relationship distant and why it was distant. The other thing is I don't so much believe in quantity time. Like I don't think you can, like, Hey, I'm not going to be with you a lot, but the one trip we're going to have together is going to be a quality trip. I believe in quantity time. So if you spend enough time with your kid, out of that time you spend with them, some quality will come out of that. So that means go to games, pick them up, take them to the movies. I know as a kid, um, you know, my, both of my grandfathers were really integral in, 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 uh, in my life, and I spent lots of time with both of them. My mom's dad would take me like a long ride to show me things and, he was like, this is how you eat a gyro, or this is how you eat a mackerel street Polish, or like he would just show me different things. And I, I didn't have a lot of we went to the moon together, but I had a lot of we spent hours upon hours together, and I treasure those things today. So now when I talk about them, I've got like a 1,000 data points of memories to use. So when you're with your son and you're with your children, try to spend as much time together, and that includes let's go back to what we said about social media. Call them, text them, find out what it is that they're into, and be a part of that. And then try to direct them. Tell them what's going on in your head. Tell them what you see for them. Build a future for them. And then they'll be close to you. There's no way that, that out of that they can't be. Let me jump back in on the time comment you made before. I do notice that because out of, uh, out of additional time, is it quality time? Out of quantitative time, quality time will come out of that. 
because sometimes you can ask a child, you came home from school, how did school day, everything went fine, no big deal. You know, you're still with them, have some dinner, you may watch a little TV, and then all of a sudden something comes up, oh, this situation happened at school. Mm-hmm. Well, I asked you that two, that two hours ago, but you never did say anything. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? After spending two hours, two and a half hours, finally, whatever the case may be, I'm opened up or I remember this issue happened, it really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Okay, but for whatever reason, when, I, when you first asked me, I didn't tell you. Right. But, you know, but you're with somebody for spending that quantity uh, quantity time, guess what? You get those, the little heart opens up. You know, Absolutely. here's something I do need to tell you. This has been bothering me. Well, I have this question. Why is this that way? Or, Dad, why do you do that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it'll come up. Absolutely. I know my, my grandfather and I, my, my dad's dad and I, believe it or not, he watched soap operas. And so there would be these, like, crazy situations that happen, and he would say, well, what is that happening? What would you do? I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, like, if I was, like, Stranded on a desert island, and I was only with, you know, like, <laughs> what would I do? And so we would laugh about those types of things. He used to love to watch Bugs Bunny. And so that's something that we had together. And during the in-between commercials, different things, I would bring up, oh, you know, I've been worried about this or thinking about that. Yeah. And he would just drop knowledge on me about stuff that I guess, you know, 80-year-old men think about. And so the, the length of time we spent together gave me what I needed from it. The quality of it came out of, we spent big chunks of time together, and we had our little secrets that we kept, which, you know, wasn't like that deep of a thing because I was a kid, but we had the things that we had together. And so if I can tell you anything, it's spend as much time as you can, talk to your son, try not to provoke, you know, the Bible tells us not to provoke our children to wrath, so try not to, like, you know, pick a fight with your kid. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of fathers I know are angry about maybe not making enough money, maybe you're mad at the mom or whatever, and so sometimes people take it out on, on their kids, Try not to take out whatever issues you have going on outside of your son, on your son, and be a father. Parent him. Yep. Uh, another point I'll mention is get your, your, get your, your son here in this situation, but he must have a daughter, get them involved and interested in what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, have, you like, if you have hobbies or things that you like mm-hmm. to do, expose them to what you like, what mm-hmm. your hobbies are. Mm-hmm. Let them see who you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what, you know, dad really likes racquetball. You know what? He loves to play the saxophone. Mm-hmm. You know, let them hang out with you while you practice your saxophone. Oh, okay. Let them experience those type things. Teach them something. You know, one of the things my grandfather was was a gardener. So, like, when we bought our first house, I yep. bought him, like, a sample of that dirt, and I was like, well, what should I do with this? And he was like, well, you know, don't plant this, don't plant that plant. Because he was a farmer, so he knew all about those types of things. So we could talk about tomatoes, peanuts, whatever it was he farmed. Right. And I knew that that would spark a conversation with him. Right. You know, and so if you've got something you're into or your son wants to be a pilot, go look at planes together. You know, my um, mother's father was, was really big into architecture. So he would walk us, and again, let me be very specific with you. This did not cost him any money. We would walk downtown Chicago, and he would talk about the building. Oh, that's the Standard Oil building. Oh, that's the Blue Cross Blue Shield building. Oh, back when they built that building, it was, you know, 18 this, and he took 24 people to do that, and they flew people in from here, and that's marble, and that's granite. And we would just go around looking at buildings, and that, I mean, I still know what he said about those things. Right, absolutely. So let's say you're not into much of anything. Let's, let's, <laughs> right. let's say you're not into anything, your son's not into anything. You know, some people like music. Find some music that you guys can like together. Right. You know, find out, I don't know when you were born, but I like 80s music. So, I, you know, sometimes I'll let my daughter, who's three and a half, listen to like an old Michael Jackson song, and she feels like, Mom, and you were a little... <laughs> in the cover wagon days, did you listen to Michael Jackson? And I said, well, yeah, we talked about it. So fun. there's got to be something. And if you're not interested in anything, find something to be interested in. You know? yep. Next question. It says, any advice on how to be a good father? I have a one-month-old son, and I have no idea what to do next. 
Well, birth him, right. feed him, change his diaper. Right. Help your wife. <laughs> Be nice to his mommy. Give, ooh, give your wife some breaks you know, when, when she needs breaks. Okay? <laughs> Be good to your wife or the baby's mom, whatever the situation is there. Mm-hmm. That, that's always good. And then there's a book called there's a book called What to Expect When You're Expecting, mm-hmm. and then there's also a book after that called What to Expect in the First Year. I think those are vital, those type of books. It, it helps, you know, because as a first-time parent, you really don't know what to expect. You know, if the baby's doing this this series, or I need to go to a hospital, or oh, this is normal, what's kind of what's the average or what's normal for a child this age? That kind of takes you step by step, <laughs> week by week, what you can expect. I know our pediatrician, so when we had our daughter, the pediatrician at the hospital said, if you need anything, Call us. We have a pediatrician line. You can call and get anything questioned. Right. I think like on the 200th call, they were like, "Oh, you, you, you guys are calling a whole lot. Some, you know, you're gonna be okay. Some of the stuff is gonna be okay." But we use that resource until we feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so get some resources. See if the hospital where your child was delivered at um, has some classes for first-time parents. Um, see what your dad did. But in the very beginning. Get a book. I mean, you're two months into it. Get a book. Find out kind of is, is your child going to be able to sit up on their own soon? Will they be moving their head? What should they be doing? Should they wake up at night? How many times did you change a diaper? Consume yourself with that a little bit, and that will give you some peace. And get some tools. I say tools where things are going to help with type right baby seats and things of that nature, uh, the straps to carry the baby on walks, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're kind of thinking about that because there are things that, uh, that are supplies. out there, supplies that can help you make your job easier. So, you know, with a Babies R Us, any kind of Toys R Us, mm-hmm. baby stuff like that. Babies R Us was a good babies resource Babies R Us was a great resource. You yeah. know, it's like, it's like a Home Depot if you're building a house, you know, you're going to go to Home Depot right. alone. You got a baby girl kind of a Babies R Us to kind of take you step by step. They got to know our name in Babies R Us. They're oh, like, yeah. hey, it's the Noel. We're like, hey, fam, you know, we're back. back. So, you know, find your local Babies R Us or Bye Bye Baby or whatever store is in your area, Sears Kids. Yep. And start asking questions. Those folks are at work. They'll answer yeah, everything they can, they, That's all they do. They're there right. to help you. Well, right. they, want, they want your money. Right. And they also want to talk to you. Those guys have been there all day. Right. So if you come in with questions, they are ready to help. Absolutely. So um, good luck with that or, or God speed with that. Next question says, I have such fond memories of my father. He is deceased, and my other siblings are now talking very negative about him. How do I ask them to stop? Ooh. Wow, that's a good question. You know, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't control someone else's perception, but you can say things like, you know what, I want to remember, Dad, how I did that. I don't want to know about this. And I've had people come in with this a very, very similar question who, you know, there's something interesting. When a person dies, you really, people tend to value them a little bit more and a little bit differently than maybe when they were here. Maybe you valued them just fine when he was here. Mm-hmm. But you're, if you're the youngest, I'm kind of guessing you are, but I don't know. Um, if your siblings knew things that you did not know, you can just simply refuse to have those conversations. You know, go in the other room if they're, if they're having that discussion. But they have a right to have it, but you also have a right not to hear it. So you can clearly say, listen, all that stuff may be true, but I don't want to know about it. Because the tricky thing is that somebody have, could have a different experience with that, right? You know, maybe it's some of the things, you know, the they experience was different, not what you experienced. Like you mentioned, dad, was, if the person, the brother siblings were older, you know, dad got wiser, got smarter, all the things, mm-hmm. so he kind of, he changed his own, you know, you got the best of them. Well, unfortunately, they always say the first kids are the guinea pigs. Right, you don't know, like, like uh, the question we had before, don't really know what to do, I'm trying to figure this thing out, mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, or something else may have happened, who knows? Situation. Or it could be that um, you just never saw him in a negative light, and that's okay. I right. don't want Absolutely. you to have to see him in a negative light. Right. So, but you can't stop them. But what you can do is say, hey, you know, I, I don't want to hear it. I can't hear it right now. Maybe I don't want to hear it, but I can't hear it right now. So, so don't tell me, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, 
The next thing says, the next question, question four, never had a relationship with my father, and now I feel like that may be, that may be important. I'm 30. My father doesn't reach out to me at all. My mother when I was 15. I've talked with my mother, and she has no problem with me reaching out. I called my father, and he asked what I wanted. Do you think I should pursue this or not? Well, that's up to you. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. If I call somebody, let's, let's take away the fact that it's your father. Um, he divorced your mom at 15. It's 15 years later. You're an adult, and so at this point you're saying, you know, it's a good thing for me to have a relationship with my father. If you're calling your father and he's asking what you want, uh, or anybody that's saying what you want, that's a very interesting stance for, for me to hear. Um, and, and you have to ask yourself where that's coming from. I think one thing I would say, kind of separate the is I'm not calling on behalf of mom. Right. right. So maybe mom and dad had a had a struggling relationship, you know, that they didn't part ways uh, um, amicably. Amicably. Mm-hmm. So they were struggling there. So you know what, dad, I'm calling on behalf of myself. I'm not calling on behalf of mom. And, you know, I want to call for myself, and I'm look interested in having some kind of a relationship with you. Absolutely. You know, so maybe that will set them at ease. You know, so that's something to consider. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you do have to ask yourself kind of what is his vantage point, what's happening for him um, in this moment that he can't really have a conversation with you, that he can't really be a part of that. And then what do you want? I mean, in some ways that's a, that's, that is a valid question. Hey, Dad, I'm calling because I know we haven't talked in years and I want to have a, a more stable relationship or like whatever that is that you want to have. You do have to sort of set the stage and build a relationship the way that you want it to be. And I think that means you having to um, – you do maybe have to answer that question of, of what do you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a caller online that had a comment. Okay, caller, you have Hello? a comment? Yes. Oh, um, okay. For the person who... Hello? Yep, go ahead. Okay, for the person who questioned if they should reach out to their dad, um, I grew up and my mom and dad separated um, and that that in itself is its own battle because you, as a kid you get stuck in between what goes on between the parent who likes who and who hates who and you just exposed to all of this, just whatever it is due to their separation. But in my opinion, I think you should reach out to your dad. Um, my dad had been out of my life maybe about, maybe about 10 or 15 years, and then the time that he was in my life it was minimal, and I just, came to a point one day where I longed for that part of my life. I longed for my dad, um, and I made a decision that to let the past be the past, and I decided that I just wanted to try to build a future with him. I wanted to get to know him. I didn't want anything from him, just the time. And that ended, that, that turned out to benefit me. And so I would suggest reaching out. I mean, if you if, if you questioning it, I would suggest reaching out to your dad and, and trying to um, – establish some sort of relationship with him. Can I ask you a question? How long did it take you to reestablish that relationship with your father? He didn't push back on it or anything. I just pursued him, and once he noticed that I was calling him more and I took more interest in him, he did the same for me. And, I mean, the advice that I got from him, I learned about my family history, different illnesses and things in the family. It, it benefited me, <laughs> and it it fulfilled a part of me, if you know what I mean when I say that. Because a part mm-hmm. of me, it needed that. It longed for that. It, it kind of, like, completed me. I needed it. But I had to, to decide that's what I wanted to do. 
regardless of the past, who said what, who did what, 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 you know, if he didn't pay for something in the past or he didn't pay child support or whatever. I just I just put all of that behind me and decided I just wanted some kind of future with my dad, and I didn't care how big or small it was. All right, very good. Thanks, thanks for that insight. And so, and for the person struggling with deciding what they want to do about reaching out for your dad or not, I also want you to know that time is, is limited, and so we never know if we've got how much longer you've got with your dad, and you never know what the circumstances are. So, you know, I like something that the caller said. She said that she she forgot who paid child support, who did what, who liked to. She just made a decision to reach out to her father and get interested in him. And so I'm going to encourage you. I like that comment. Reach out. See see what happens and see if, if it works for you. And, and push as hard as you need to because you, you only have one dad, right? So push out and see, you know, where you can go with that relationship. So good question. The next question says, I'm divorced and remarried. I have two children with my first wife, and my new wife is pregnant. My older two children say that they don't want involvement with my new family, but I want this to work. My oldest son says that he doesn't feel like my wife wants to be involved with him. So he says, so he won't come over to visit. Any suggestions on how to blend our family? You know, guess what? There's always going to be some challenge when you try and blend family because you're bringing two uh, mindsets, two households together, right? So it's going to be some challenge. So that kind of comes with the territory, okay? But I don't think I'll force the issue. You know, the dad said, you know, they're like, the kids will say, I want to have a relationship with you, Dad. But not, I'm not sure I want to be a part of your new household. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't force it. You know, there's a couple of things going on. The, the caller talked about when a divorce happens, kids get caught in the middle of things, and they have to deal with kind of who did what, who didn't do what. So your kids are caught in the middle of your divorce, and they're still at home with your wife, your ex-wife. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for a kid to come home and say, hey, I really like my dad's new wife. Right. <laughs> they really have a great family going over there. You know, she's got a son and they've got a kid on the way. So the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do is talk to your current wife and say to her that we're trying to establish a blended family. And, and it almost sounds like to me, because he's saying he doesn't think your new wife wants him there, that something has happened and we don't know all the details sure. on that. So there's two things to do. One, talk to your current wife and say, listen, I want to build a family that involves all of the kids and both of us and that kind of a thing. And then spend time with your two kids from your previous wife alone and let them know that you're not replacing them with a new family. I mean, it's really big that you're not replacing them. The other thing is I think it's going to take some family therapy because here's what I'm hearing in this situation. These kids, your older kids, feel like, because you talked about old family, new family, right. not just family. Right, right. So my old shoes. You know, I got a new closet and a new house, and I got new shoes. But my old shoes, I want them to be a part of the fun with the new shoes, but my old shoes feel like they've been replaced by my new shoes. That's what it sounds like you just said, like my old family, my new family. Right. you got one family. I mean, trying to well, right. you're trying, trying to have trying one to have family. Right. And so to do that, you're going to have to change that terminology. So good question. Yep. Great. All right, next question says, cheated on my wife. My wife has forgiven me, but... My son says he has lost respect for me. My wife says that I need to deal with the issue, but I don't know how. Um, big, big, big question. Darren, any yeah. comments on that? You know, that's, that's definitely a serious question because, you know, the kids see that. Okay, obviously that's his mom. Okay, so he's, you know, hey, you heard mom. Okay, so that's definitely something that he's going to have to get, you know, going to have to try and work through if, if at all possible and may have to talk to someone about 
how to get over that situation. Absolutely. Here's the biggest thing I can say to you. You cheated. You made a decision. There are consequences for that. Tell your son the truth. I cheated. There are consequences. Your mother has forgiven me. Now I'm hoping that you'll do the same thing. And also, maybe seek some family therapy. You and your son come in together to talk about what that means. People have, kids have a lot of respect for their fathers, and when you destroy what they thought about you, it's really hard to get that back. That's fragile, you know. We're, we're kind of over time, so let me ask the last question. It says, cheating on my wife, and the woman and I had a child. I've told my wife, and um, I've told my wife, ended the affair, but my wife refuses to let the child come to the house for visits. Um, I, I see that. That's yeah, fair enough. Right, like, right you, you can't say I cheated on you and here's the evidence and I want him to come over every day. Right. I mean, that's something that you're going to have to give her some space to, to get used to because with the new child comes the woman you had an affair with. Right. I mean, the kid's not going to be walking to the house Absolutely. by himself. Absolutely. You asked her for it. Hey, okay, if I had no, she wasn't in, in discussion or right. approval process. Right. So it's not like this woman was a surrogate. Right. You know, <laughs> or maybe she was. I don't know. Right. But But what you have to look at is that, you can't just say, you know, sometimes my three-year-old will break something and then say, I'm sorry. And, like, okay, the first time I said, okay, you forgive him. The fifth time it's like, no, it looks like you just keep breaking that same thing. So if you're going to cheat on your wife and then just say you're sorry and then introduce a child to the match, I mean, that's, that, that sounds like a long marital therapy uh, yeah. thing for me. So I feel like you need to call an office to Absolutely. talk about how to manage that. We talked about that. What's the number for the office? Get the office is 630-428-2344. Okay, great. All right, guys, thanks for staying on a little extra long with us um, to, to get Father's Day out to all the dads out there. Top, hats off. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Day. Bye-bye.